and welcome to the Tulo Center podcast. This is Julie Holloway from the team here at the Tulo Center. We're excited to bring you this new season of our podcast where we interview alumni from our programs. Each episode will feature different members of our alumni community and learn more about their experiences. For this episode, we're pleased to welcome Deanna Honeyman and Crystal Thiessen from Chiacton First Nation and Carlene George from Penticton Indian Band. Deanna, Crystal, and Carlene discuss how Tulo Center programming has evolved since we started, how completing their certificate programs have benefited themselves personally, and the impact that their work has had on their communities. We hope you enjoy this conversation and find it insightful. Hello, and welcome to this new edition of the Tulo Center podcast series, where we welcome Tulo Center alumni uh, to share some of their experiences and their knowledge with us. Really happy to have three of our alumni with us today, and uh, I'd like to have them introduce themselves, and then uh, we'll talk about their experiences in Tulo and some of the work that they do now in their careers. Hi, um, I'm Crystal Thiessen, and I'm the Lands and Taxation Officer with uh, Chiacton First Nation. I've been working with uh, Chiacton First Nation for the last four and a half years. I really enjoy what I do and I'm excited to be able to contribute today and and talk about how my experiences with the Tulo Center has helped me in my role. Good morning or afternoon or whenever you're listening to this. Uh, Deanna Honeyman, I am the Lands and Property Taxation Manager for Chiacton First Nation. I have been working with Chiacton, this is my 14th year. Um, started as the role of uh, property tax um, officer and and worked my way into manager and then added the role of lands um, to that as well. And um, I'm a I'm a recent alumni, although I I actually started the program ten years ago. So it's taken me ten years to finish the program, but yeah, I finished it and really looking forward to this. This is my very first podcast. I, although I've listened to podcasts, but this is my first time actually uh, participating in one. So kind of interested to see how this is going to go and, and looking forward to being able to share. Hi, my name is Carlene George. Um, I work for the Penticton Indian Band as the tax administrator. I've worked for PIB since 2002, right after I graduated. So we're going on like 22 years. I've worked in property tax for uh, since 2009, so about 12 years. Um, I love working for my band. Awesome. Thank you so much. We're just thrilled for you to all be joining us today. And I'm looking forward to just talking about some of your experiences. Um, and I am really curious what led to you initially um, enrolling in the Tulo Center program? Like, how did you hear about the Tulo Center? And uh, yeah, what led to you first deciding that you wanted to pursue a certificate program? It was right after I actually started working in taxation that I had heard. Um, about the Tulo Center. And it was very new, obviously, because it was, you know, going on 10 years ago. And uh, back then it was um, in person. I think there was actually a online version, but it was very, very different than how uh, the online is working these days. Um, it uh, It was an alumni who actually introduced me when I was trying to, you know, just learn a little bit about taxation, because I had no training, I was basically just thrown into the role. And, and it was kind of a sink or swim kind of deal. And of course, I was going to swim and not sink. And so I was just trying to find every um, option there was for me. 10 years ago, I had pretty little kids. And so to have to travel to Kamloops for a week at a time was just not really, uh, really a possibility um, to leave the young kids at home. And so there, like I said, there was an online version, didn't really work out that well. So I just kind of like 
put that on hold. Um, and then it was like when the pandemic came and I heard that they were doing online again, I'm like, you know what, this is my opportunity. This, this is perfect opportunity. Let's complete the program so I can say that I've done it, even though I've been working in it uh, in the field for 10 years or more than 10 years. And so with this new version of the online um, option, made it so much more interactive. Like before, literally, we were having just to read um, online. We're just reading the, 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 the manual, if you will, and, uh, and then doing some assignments. There was no interaction. There was no like teaching. There was no, um, you know, talking with people. And I know, Carlene, you can probably add to that a little bit because we started off together doing the online version and, and, uh, you were able to go in person, but I, I kind of just, like I said, put it on hold. Carlene, did you want to add on? Yep, sure. So um, when I first got the job, I started off as tax clerk in 2009, and I also knew nothing about First Nations property tax. And I was actually living um, in the U.S. at the time, so I didn't even really know PIB was even doing property tax. So uh, I was really excited when I got the job. And the previous tax administrator that um, was working at that time was already enrolled in the class. So she was one class ahead of me. And so I got enrolled and registered and we were able to finish the course together, which was part of the first uh, cohort. Um, It was so exciting from start to finish. And uh, I didn't have kids at the time, so it was easier for me to, to take that week off and go and leave town and be in Kamloops for that time. Uh, when I graduated, I was 28. So when I think 10 years today, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. And I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, right? So when this opportunity came, I said, yes, I will be a tax administrator. So it gave me that sense of purpose and was awesome. That is so great to hear. Thanks, Carlene. Uh, what about you, Crystal? I would I would probably add to what Deanna said. Where when I first started in my role, I um I was a a lands clerk as well as a taxation clerk, and um she had mentioned to one of my coworkers that they she'd like to see them take this course, and then we discussed it at that time. But I didn't know about Tulo. I didn't know what Tulo was prior to that, um, and when she brought it up, it it just wasn't a possibility because I I too have uh, well my kids were younger like now they're fifteen and twelve but at the time like Tyler would have been seven and Rachel would have been ten and my husband's job isn't a typical nine to five job so I do a lot of things as though I'm like a single mom in a way because he is away a lot for work or he has odd hours or different hours than a lot of people and um, it was basically almost forgotten about in a way because it wasn't something that was even a possibility. And then Deanna came back to me and mentioned it again that they're they're doing it online. And and I said, Yeah, I can I can definitely do that. Because going away for a couple of days at a time, you know, a few times a year is a lot easier than than a week every month, especially with things like getting your kids to school, um, getting them up in the morning, getting them ready. Like like I have a I do have I have a village of people I depend on, but I don't have family nearby that can help. So you know, for people that are are in that situation where you have to get your kids somewhere, this was the perfect opportunity because they would go to school, I would come back home. This um, doing this online 
and and the Zoom itself. Like like I I do feel that it's probably changed a lot from when Carlene did it the first time and Deanna did it the first time online. But I wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't offered online. And when they actually asked us at the end of the course, there was a, a large number of people from across the country that also felt the same way that you know, just doing the traveling and being away from home for that length of time that many times in a row is not necessarily a possibility. But it was really exciting to be able to go at the end for one of the sessions to be able to meet all my classmates online. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you've all made some really great points. One of the, and we talked about how things have innovated since the, since COVID. And um, that's one of the things that we've worked really hard at. So um, for those of people tuning in, listening later, the Tulo Centers program um, we've done where students will typically have come every couple of months and spend a week uh, in Kamloops, um, just in an intensive week session uh, for each of the certificate courses. And you do that eight times and then you complete your certificate. Um, But not everybody's able to travel to Kamloops for a week at a time, multiple times a year. And so now we're able to offer multiple methods of delivery. So we have, um, you can still attend in person and um, you'll, you'll be here in Kamloops for a week at a time, or you can tune in on Zoom and pay attention that way. So really trying to meet the needs of everybody, recognizing that not just childcare, but um, you might be looking after parents or elders, and it's just not always feasible for you to leave no matter your circumstances. So that was some of my, my next question was around some of the challenges um, you encountered in balancing work and school. And we've talked a little bit about balancing family needs, but what, oh, just in terms of how it was for you in, you've all, you're all working in your roles while doing school. And just wondered if you uh, had any experiences that you wanted to share, how some of the challenges you encountered and maybe how you had to uh, overcome some of those uh, in pursuit of your um, completing your program. There were times when it was definitely overwhelming. The last half we had lost, one of our, one of my coworkers went to a new role and we were still working from home. So hiring somebody to be able to step into the role um, or to fill their place was was a little difficult. So there were times when it was overwhelming and there was times where, you know, I'd have to wait for the family to go to bed because the distractions and the noise and I'd be up till 1 a.m. doing assignments. But uh, but there were other times like uh, I, I'm very fortunate because Deanna is actually my manager and she she would say, okay, we need to get these assignments done. And we would actually stay in or like when we were back in the office, we would work like work on assignments during lunchtime or, you know, we would set aside a time to go over them together and things like that. But Balancing work and school, I think just with or without a family is definitely a challenge. But when you're done, it sure feels good to know that you've accomplished it. Yeah, I think Crystal, you know, is right. It's it it was a challenge. Definitely there's there's uh sometimes that are more challenging than others, especially when there's classes, you know, during the month of May and June when that's the tax season and you know, we're dealing with uh making sure we get the tax notices out and collecting the taxes and you know, so it was busy time um and even though there was a pandemic going on for us, it didn't seem like it slowed anything down. So um, because we're both lands and taxation, there's we're dealing with lands and there's a lot of building construction going on and there's a lot of um, transactions that we're dealing with because um, we're like the land title office, we're registering documents as well. So we're dealing with both lands and taxation in a very busy office, yet 
taking the time to do the Zoom calls, um, you know, so you're away from, you know, from that by doing Zoom calls, but you know, you still have to get work done, but you also have to make time to get the assignments done because you have a deadline and you want to get those done in a deadline. So yeah, you know, it's, it's a prioritizing and uh, yeah, some late nights, some weekend work. So you're, you know, you know, letting your family know it's like, Oh yeah, we have, I, I can't do anything because I got to spend some time, you know, this weekend to get my assignments done or whatever. So it's just definitely trying to find a prior, you know, how to prioritize and we, you know, we had so much going on when, when the, this past year, because we are the, we're the latest or the, the most recent graduating class. We had the pandemic. Then we had wildfires that we were, you know, hearing all, all over BC that were happening. And then in, in November, literally the day before we were going to be driving to Kamloops because we thought, oh, we're going to do one class in person finally. We had the floods and all the highways were closed and like major flooding and major. So, and um, not only that fact that the roads were closed, but Chiacton also had, um, we were dealing with some member houses that flooded, like there was like 12 or 13 houses. So, you know, it's like all these things, but yet I still say, you know what, we still got our assignments done and we still graduated on time. So, you know, it can be, <laughs> but it, it can be a little stressful <laughs> for sure. But one of the things that I did find like to add to what Deanna said was that the instructors were so good about that type of thing. And like, I even forgot, like I had a, a small house fire. Um, the day before I had to start um, one of the classes and I, I had to miss class for two days, but um, I mean, well, it, it could have been a lot worse, but you know, I had to deal with everything with that. And, and it was more, probably more of the, the overwhelming piece mentally about it. But, um, and then I had to work from home, like balancing work in school and, and, and home life was, then we had all the contractors coming in during the courses to rebuild the part of my house that had the fire. So I was trying to do that with construction noise. And like, it was, there was always just, it was just kind of like, there was always something happening in the background, but they were, they were just so good about it. And the classmates were so good too. Carlene, you've been with the Tulo Center for a long time. You were one of the early uh, students to go through the program and you're a board member now for the Tulo Center. Uh, when you think back to how our programming has evolved and how we've, how far we've come since the beginning, I just wondered if you would uh, reflect on some of that and what, and what you see uh, through your time and being and sticking with the Tulo Center. Yeah, I think the progress is amazing and it's been, I've been lucky enough to see it as our tax clerk was part of the last cohort. So being able to witness um, the type of homework and assignments she was doing compared to what we were doing in 2011 and 10 and 9, it's just like, oh my gosh, the material. Um, when she didn't use her headphones, I could kind of listen in and um, just hearing the amount of new stuff was um, so awesome. And I was so happy for her. And um, she graduated uh, with you guys actually in June. Oh. I think Carmen, Carmen's the, our tax clerk. Oh, yeah. so I got to pop in the class every once in a while and do my little wave. So, um, but just seeing, even talking about the online courses back in the first cohort compared to now, it's like, you can't even compare. It's complete apples and oranges. So I'm so grateful of the new technology and 
I'm excited for the new students for the upcoming classes to be able to learn that type of information. And um, I'm like, can I take the course over again? <laughs> yeah, I looked forward to it, Carlene. Like, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. It was really well done. Yeah. So even with um, going back to the challenges, it felt like it was a long time to leave the office for a week. And uh, I, before our tax clerk came on, I was the only one working in the tax department. And so I would have to put up the signs like taxation closed until next Monday. And I would be nervous sitting in class like, oh my goodness, I wonder how many taxpayers showed up and there was nobody there to help. And so we got the tax clerk in, which made it easier for each one of us to be able to leave the office for a week at a time. And um, I'm currently taking the lands management course with Tulo. And so that's completely online. And my whole household got COVID at the same time. I'm trying to log in and do the courses. And um, But I do have um, an awesome support team, my partner and my family. So this next uh, last two classes of the lands management class are in person. So I'm thankful enough to have my sister come move into my house for a week and take care of my kids. So. It's exciting. And thank you. And I know, Deanna, you took some courses, like you were saying earlier, and then you've come back to do new courses. So just from, yeah, I'd love to hear more from your experience and, and how you see, yeah, your perspective on how things have changed over time. Yeah. So, I mean, like 10 years ago when they had some online options, like I said, it was literally you're, you're reading um, the, the coursework online. There was no Zoom. There was there was no um, uh a facilitator or instructor instructing the course you were it was self-taught right you're you're reading the the course material and then trying to come up with the answers or um you know deal with the assignments so it was definitely i mean it was self-paced so you had i think you had like a month or something to do you know there's a timeline to do it but um and i think there was you know a facilitator that you could contact via email <laughs> and and you know ask if you were having some help uh, or needed some help with anything but but really it was self taught and so um i just i just found you know what i'm not getting enough out of it so i'm i'm just not going to continue on but now you know 10 years later let's look at it again and you know you're doing it via zoom so you're you're seeing the instructor, you're seeing the other classmates, you're having interaction, whether it's, you know, going into breakout sessions and and having your discussion there, or even if you're making comments in the chat where, you know, that can pose, you know, some more discussion because of that comment. Um, you're having, you know, experienced people come and share, you know, um, not just reading slides, not just, but they're actually using like real life um, uh, experiences and that I don't know about anyone else, but I learn a lot more when when someone is actually saying, "Well, this is how you know, or this is what I experienced, or this is how it works for me, or whatever." But have you know, even just seeing someone's face when you're when you're having that instruction, if you're you know, and hearing their their presentation, is so much better than just like having just to read and read and read and read. So it's definitely evolved and now even more so where you can have the option of being in person or um, do it via Zoom so that if you know you and and even if you can't make that Zoom call, it's recorded so you could listen at a later time. You know, if you have, you know, a really important meeting that you just can't miss or, you know, or or whatever comes up uh, with your work or life, um, you have that option that you can still 
be part of it. You hear the, you know, you watch the the presentations or, you know, the discussions, and then you can still, you know, be able to go and answer and, and do your, your coursework um, because you've actually seen it, right? So those hybrid, the new hybrid um, is just, you know, I guess we can be thankful for the pandemic for that because, you know, it probably didn't really exist prior to that. So, so there's, you know, one bonus for, you know, dealing with the pandemic, what we, what we got out of it. I agree, Deanna. And, and the fact that it was recorded was so useful when we were doing assignments because there would be times where it's like, oh, what did Norm say? I'm going to go back to that section. And you could go back to those to those recordings and you could find where that item was discussed because sometimes like you're not you're not taking notes. Like I I, I wasn't I, because you I, sometimes you just didn't like you didn't need to take notes, but you could go back through the recordings and find what you needed or or when they were going over assignments, like if you missed something, you could go back to that section like they actually made it so interesting and kept my attention so much that I actually would be afraid to leave to step away to use the washroom because I was afraid I would miss something important or miss something really good. So you know that they're, that somebody's doing a good job on Zoom, which is already a challenge when you don't want to step away from that Zoom meeting because you're afraid of missing something that's important. Um, I mean, I've been on some Zooms where I've muted my camera and I'll go off, I'll listen to it in the background, but I'm, it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not invested. I'm not paying attention because they, well, firstly, they're probably reading the slides. If they're reading slides, they, I'm already lost. Like I'm like, I can read the slides myself. The the instructors don't read the slides. They actually like, they'll, they might read the slide really quickly and then they'll, they'll expand so much and they'll, they'll, they'll talk about um, example, like Deanna said, examples, real life experiences. They just kept it really interesting and and the students that were on there some of them also were able to share their experiences and like the first zoom nobody said a word like nobody talked and by the end everybody was talking and comfortable and the first uh, session they would put us in what was called breakout rooms and i was like what are they doing they're making us go talk to each other and it was at first it was it was awkward right because you don't know these people but by the end it's like oh good this person's in my room and you're all excited and i don't think i would have been able to even do it online the old way but the new way the way that they've done it was was really really good and i think if you can make taxation interesting that you don't want to leave to go to the bathroom that's saying something i mean you know when exactly I've told people, oh, yeah, I'm taking this course. And they're like, oh, like, what are you doing? Right. But I mean, the fact that, that they, you know, were able to make a, a, a whole, basically a whole year's course about taxation interesting, then, you know, they're doing something right. <laughs> I think the students are feeding off of the passion that the teachers have. And the teachers believe in us and they know that we can do good. So we can literally feed off of that energy and it's positivity and it's excitement and it's passion. And I think that's hard to find when it comes to property tax, but we're here. <laughs> exactly. I agree. I agree. And I mean, you know, I mean, they they, they would do little things like... um they created little games that were like trivia games, but, you know, it, it got competitive with everyone. Or, um, you know, Andre, he would always have these little jokes of these little side jokes. And and um, Norm would always, I always would be curious what date, what Norm was going to have. His, he always changed his backdrop 
But it was like really like things like The Simpsons or SpongeBob, like they just tried to keep us engaged. And they actually, I I really feel that they succeeded because like Deanna said, how do you, how do you make taxation interesting? Yeah. When people go, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, and you know, you're so excited. And they're looking at you like, uh, (laughs) it's tax, (laughs) right? That's really great to hear. We, I mean, we care a lot about student success here at the Tulo Center. Um, I mean, when students succeed, that means that our communities are succeeding and that's really what we're all here for is to watch our communities move forward. Listening to some of your stories just made me think about the capacity that we've had at the Tula Center, where it started compared to now. We've had a lot of growth and we're able to, um, we've got program coordinators for each of our three certificate programs. We have student support in in Norm and Instruction and Andre and all the whole team that we're able to put together to be able to deliver some of these, um, to deliver our program offerings. But I heard you all talk a little bit about how the capacity in your communities have grown. Uh, When you first started, you were the only tax administrator, Carlene. And when you went away to school, you had to basically say your uh, office was closed. So I just wondered if any of you had any thoughts about that, about um, how you started as maybe a one-person office and now how you've been able to expand and how you've had more Tulo students come through that that are working in your offices too. (laughs) Well, again, with like same as Carlene with me, it was, it was just me. Um, And now, you know, I've, I have expanded um, now granted it is two departments with lands and taxation. So my, the two staff I have, I have, um, I have Crystal and then I have one other staff, but they're both um, familiar with both jobs. So if, and like when Crystal and I were both away doing classes, my, my other staff, Hayden was able to carry on. He was able to answer questions. So he hasn't taken the program yet, but, you know, just, you know, has had some on the job training and that kind of thing. But at least if we're away, we have someone else who is able to answer. We've also slowly started integrating, um, our finance department to have some knowledge, um, with the tax, um, with the tax, we use the, the TAS program. So they have some familiarness with that. And they also are starting to, so we're trying really, um, through Chiacton as a whole, doing some real cross training so that, um, you know, so maybe, you know, that might entice some people to go for a further training. But for right now, at least we don't have where we have to shut down because, you know, there is no staff there uh, and no one else knows. So so that's really something that's important to Chiacton is to have a cross um, real real diversity through the departments and, and have that cross training. Yeah. One of the finance staff had actually asked me about the course and I said, if you can do it online, I said, it's great. Like they were hesitant and I think I may have sold it. I actually really enjoyed it. Like I said, I, I looked forward to the classes. Um, it was, it was challenging enough. The actual content of the class, I did not feel that I was lost. And one of the things that I can say about the instructors is that when you didn't understand something or when you were struggling they really encourage you to reach out. And when you, like, people felt safe enough to say, I don't understand this. And Norm was extremely patient with us, like, when we were struggling or when we had a question. Like, he'd be like, oh, yeah. And, you know, like, he was just, he just made it so easy. And it, he made us feel comfortable in, you know, we didn't feel like like it was a bad thing to ask for help. Like, they actually made you they encouraged it and they encouraged us all to work together. So, you know, um, through the course, 
I've met some people that, um, you know, like we're still in touch. That's so great. Carlene, same kind of question. So you started out, you were just uh, doing it on your own, doing tax administration for Penticton um, by yourself. And now you've got Carmen in your office, who's also gone through the Tula Center. So how does that help having that extra capacity and, and having somebody that's gone through the Tula program too, that's able to now support the work that you're doing? Yeah. When it was just myself, I, I never took vacation time. It was building up and I didn't want to leave the office by itself. And and then I went through two um, maternity leaves during that time. And luckily, I was able to get um, Nicole uh, to work at PIB during my uh, maternity because I felt confident with her there. She she was part of the class with us. So shout outs to Nicole. <laughs> but I went through two um, two maternities. I have two kids, uh, eight and seven. So just taking them along this journey and um, having... Carmen as our tax clerk now gives me the confidence to be able to leave um, the tax office and have her there and being able to handle everything. And, and it also gives her the confidence to be able to leave and I'm there handling everything. So we make an amazing team. And I always give the advice if someone's starting up property tax that you need at least two, two employees there so that it gives the person time to go take training and take turns taking training. So I think just a, a one man person just isn't isn't enough for property tax. That's um, and I've heard some of you. So I've heard throughout the conversation just the talk about the community and being able to connect with other people that do the same work. And uh, it's just so great to hear that people are staying in touch long after that they do the program. Uh, and we're doing a lot. Uh, we're working hard on built making sure that we create places for the community to stay networked. Uh, so we've launched the Slack channel this year, and this podcast is another thing that we're doing just to help each other learn from each other's experiences and share new ideas as you continue to go forward in these careers. And so I just wanted to ask a question around um, how completing the program at the Tulo Center has supported your career development um, and yeah, reflecting on where you kind of started as a single person, and now, um, Carlene and Deanna, you're uh, you've got a team of people. So, yeah, what what do you think? What do you have to say around um, your career growth as a result of um, doing two center programs? You know, for personally, not only just for the community. Obviously, you know, now the community can say, "Oh, yeah, we have you know a certified tax administrator, two certified tax administrators." At this point, but for me personally, I mean, I've also have been invited to. Um, be an instructor at Tulo. So using my experience, even before I had graduated, um, you know, I've been invited to be an instructor to, um, to share my experience. And I'm, I'm helping out some other communities with their tax, you know, um, their tax program. They're, you know, they're just starting out. So I'm able to, you know, be able to use my experience that I've gained over the last 14 years to help other communities as well. So I'm not just staying with Chiacton, but I'm helping others. And I just want to do a quick shout out too, before we get too far, but, you know, as another option for an alumni or, you know, tax administrators in general is the First Nation Tax uh, Administrators Association, because that's another great networking opportunity. Been a little tough over COVID, but, you know, hopefully now that we're back to being able to have meetings in person and, and, uh, and having conferences and stuff, we'll be able to get that back up and running 
doing, but, but that's another opportunity for, um, for the networking. Yeah, that's a great point. And we're actually looking at doing a future episode with some people uh, that are on the FNTAA board. Uh, So the tax administrator certificate is our longest running certificate. So we've got a uh, quite a few tax administrator um, graduates, and we also have graduates from our lands management program and our applied economics program. So as we continue with this alumni series, we're looking at different topics and bringing in different people to speak about so- all of the resources that are available to you once you graduate and while you're going into school. So we'll be looking forward to that conversation as well. Uh, Carlene, what about you in terms of your um, career development as a result of completing the certificate? Um, I think for me, it gave me a huge sense of purpose for my community because it's such an important department. Um, It gives me the confidence to do my job on a day-to-day basis. Um, I'm excited to take more classes just to enhance the knowledge and skills that I have right now. It makes me a role model for my kids and for the the community members. And I've taken part in some like education conferences and I advertise Tulo, advertise FNTC to say, this is a real course. This is a real profession. And then obtaining the CFNTA through the FNTAA, uh, visit their website, by the way. We were taught in the class to help our fellow tax administrators if there's any questions or if we need any help to be able to reach out. And I think being able to reach out and also be able to help others that reach out to us is just such a bonus and a benefit for this type of work because it is so unique. And I think just within the Okanagan Nation, being able to support each other that way and and outside of the Okanagan Nation, it's just been a blessing. And I'm, I'm honored, really, I'm honored to be a part of this profession. I always bug my kids, are you going to be tax administrators when you grow up? <laughs> <laughs> And it's so cute when they ask me, Mom, what do you do at work? And and I'm like, oh, listen, and I visit me at work. And it's just, it's just so awesome. It really helps when you love your job and you you enjoy going to work every single day. And I do. And I've been saying that since 2009 when I got this job. So it's awesome. That is so great to hear. What about you, Crystal? I think it's been more useful than I actually realize. Like in hindsight, I think about all the things that, you know, now I know about that I didn't know before I went. Um, But most recently how I benefited was uh, Deanna gave me a project to update one of our, our property transfer tax law, which I would have had no idea how to do. Um, Although it's not property tax, it's property transfer tax. It's basically the same premise, but how to, you know, update and and change a law to be able to prepare it to go. And I know that had I not taken this course, that I never would have been able to do something like that. Like I may, I may have been able to do something like that, but it, it would have been a struggle. And just the resources, like actually knowing what the role of FNTC is, right? I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know exactly what it did or or how it applied to what I was doing. I didn't and I actually didn't even really know what what a, a taxation a taxation administrator did about, you know, preparing the laws and and the all of the behind the scenes, I guess you could call it of of the role. So it gave me a greater appreciation for what Deanna did. There's so much that we do that we don't realize 
in our day-to-day roles, how much we've learned. Like I, I have connections at FNTC. I reach out to them. I've sent them emails, but I never would have been able to do that before. But in, on a daily day-to-day basis, I never would have realized that even it was the taxation program that helped me. But it has, it has greatly. You used to know this is my job and then that was it, but you didn't know the bigger picture until you took the course. So then you see that there's more to it than just the, you know, the day-to-day, you know, the little, the little tasks, right? Like there's a, there's a bigger picture. So now that you have that understanding, it helps, it helps with your job because now you know, you know, how it, how it affects everything else and not just little things. Exactly. And and one of the other things that it's helped with is even um, knowing what other First Nations are doing, because it seems like even um, Carlene, like they, there is a little, every, every place is a little bit different. It just feels like, and, but, and everybody has things that are working for them and they're, and you're sharing and you're learning and it's like, oh, they do it this way. Well, maybe we can do it this way too. So the, the networking that comes with it, the daily networking, even like uh, Delilah Daniels, right? I reached out to her a couple of weeks ago about something. I wouldn't have even known who Delilah was prior to this. So there's all of those those little things that you don't even realize how the course has positively impacted my day to day duties in my role. So we t- so that's really great to hear all of the ways that you benefit. And I just wonder um, as we wrap up here, what what are some of the ways that you see your First Nation and, and your, ultimately your community benefiting from having trained people working in these roles? So tax administrators that have gone through the tax administration program or lands managers that have gone through the lands management program. Like, um, Just wondering if you see those benefits or and, and what they are from your perspective. I think that we are the bridge between the taxpayers and chief and council administration and staff to the taxpayers, we are the frontline workers, and we need we need to be able to communicate and have transparency, which we were taught in class, and be able to manage the the connections between all of the stakeholders. Um, I think lately the question has been how can we implement more of the culture and language to our current laws. And I think through the expenditure standards with the line items, we can utilize like culture and recreation and how can we how can we add more of that so that we're educating our members and educating our taxpayers. Um, I think also the FNG, I always advertise that so that our band members and our taxpayers can look at the past, the present and know what's going to be coming in the future. They can see that um, development and growth um, so that they can see the benefits to them and benefits the tax uh, stakeholders. I think just just the administration knowing that we have someone managing the property tax department is is just a relief and knowing that we're educated and we continue to become educated uh, through the Tulo and uh, TRU and and FNTC. They've been amazing. <laughs> I think to to kind of add to what Carlene was saying too is. You know, especially when we're doing our budgets and stuff, having the knowledge of how the money can be utilized, because sometimes, you know, chief and council or the band uh, general manager or band manager may not totally understand that. So the fact that we have that um, that knowledge of really for the laws, you know, what can and can't be used, I think, you know, just if, if we didn't have um, 
you know, a tax administrator who had that knowledge or who had taken those programs, they could be doing something that's not allowed. And then that could affect things later. Right. So it's just having, you know, having that knowledge and, and not only having the knowledge, but having the understanding why, you know, like, so part of the training, you're going to know why you have to do it this way, rather than this is the way you have to do it. Right. So you need to have that sort of understanding and that's just going to help, you know, with, with, uh, you know, with budgeting or with, you know, long-term planning. Um, I think by having the the training, be, you know, behind you or with, with that you've received the training just helps with just the overall administration. I guess my last question um, would be, so if you are, if we do have listeners that are maybe thinking about like Deanna, where they maybe have taken courses before and are thinking about coming back or maybe thinking about taking another certificate program, what would you say to them if they were on the fence about whether or not they should register? I would say do it. Well, I think just the fact of, you know, anytime you're taking courses, it's always intimidating and you know that you have a family life and you have work life and then to take something else on, you know, in the end, I think you'll definitely find that it's worth it. It's worth the, you know, however long it's going to take you, you know, a year or whatever, but um, it's worth it to have that. Um, And, you know, knowledge is everything, right? What is the saying? Knowledge is power, right? So definitely um, take it. It's not as intimidating as you think. Um, And, and, you know, like, like Crystal even said, you know, the instructors are very accommodating if something comes up and you have to, you know, take a little extra time to get your, uh, you know, your assignments in. It's okay. So, so go ahead and it, it's it's worth it. Just simply seeing the smiles on our faces and everything that we're saying is consistent to the knowledge and education that they're delivering. And so just being able to see the confidence that we're gaining, I would hope that anybody could gain the same confidence through these courses alone. And that they do really they really do take care of us to a little FNTC. Um, they they do take care of us and we're not alone and we I think just that alone is comforting. And and if you are if if you're considering doing it where you're going to be on campus, the TRU campus is beautiful. So there is there is that added bonus. Definitely. But if you do it from home, you can do it in your jammies. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end of our first alumni episode. Next month, Carlene, Crystal, and Deanna will rejoin us to talk about the importance of taxpayer communications and building strong relationships with taxpayers. Watch for details on that in the next few weeks. If you like this episode, have ideas for future topics you'd like us to cover, or want to join us as a guest on the podcast, let us know. You can connect with us on social media at Tulo Center. That's T-U-L-O-C-E-N-T-R-E.